0: Welcome to Career Tools. This week, long-term job search, chapter one. Here we go. So, Wendy, in the last few years, you and I have gotten more and more questions about long-term job searches, and there's always seemed to be tinged with some emotion, some fear, some regret, some some worry, some self-doubt, and so on. Uh, And this cast is about how to handle a long-term job search, the fact that it may go on longer than you expect. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Okay? It is hard, isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. hard. It's, yeah. it's, um, it's hard to say, you know, when everybody says, how are you doing? What are you doing? And you say, I'm still looking, you know, it, that has an effect on, on how you feel and then how you feel has an effect on what you yes. do. Yes, yes. If I say
0: I'm sad, yeah. then I start feeling sad and I don't work as hard. And, yeah. one, and of the get, re- yeah. one of
1: the reasons I really wanted to do career tools was I remember interviewing somebody who had been looking for a long time and walked into the interview just looking sad and just like he'd given up Uh and he was just coming because he had to uh, and he'd given up and and we didn't employ him because he didn't have the right skills and then I felt terrible for him that if only somebody would talk to him and say look you're coming in with all of the wrong the wrong attitude and look there's stuff you can do to help yourself he could have got a job and that's one of the reasons I want to do this and and um one of the reasons that this cast will become, I think, very important to me.
0: Yeah. I think uh, there's an old phrase that's, uh, I'll believe it when I see it. Mm-hmm. And um, what a lot of uh, uh, psychologists will tell you is, no, you'll see it when you, you believe it. it. Fake and, it till you, make it. Yeah. And, and uh, I think a lot of people say, well, it's not going well, but once something good happens to me, then I'll feel good. And What most successful people will tell you is if you start feeling good and you put your best into it, you're more likely to get a good outcome. Not not guaranteed a good outcome, but more likely to get a good outcome. And in many cases, having the odds more in your favor is generally better. So, So take us through what we want to share.
1: Okay. So first of all, we're going to tell everyone to take a break. <laughs> well, is- now,
0: just to be clear, folks, that's Wendy telling you to take a break. I'm not sure I'm as smart. <laughs> Apparently I'm not as smart as Wendy on this one. <laughs> but, but look, but let's start with that. I mean, I don't want to get into it. I know we're just going through that line right now. But, but the fact is you and I have seen thousands of people that have gone through this and we've agreed the first rule when you've been doing it a long time and you begin to feel a little uncertain, you're beginning to doubt. Step away, take right. a break, right? Yeah. Good. We all
1: take a break from work. And essentially, this is work. And you, every now and again, a human being needs a break.
0: So. Yep. Good, okay.
1: Okay, and then we're going to kind of reset ourselves after we've taken a break. So we're going to gather all our information, create a tracking system, if you haven't already, analyze the results, commit to a plan, and keep yourself well.
0: Yeah, keep yourself well is actually something we want them to have been done, doing all along. Yeah. This is just a reminder of health and wellness in general. Yeah?
1: Absolutely. Okay,
0: I, I almost wonder, um, you and I haven't talked about this, so I'll just spring this on you. It occurs to me, those people who are in long-term job search probably could use some help from us beyond just as cast. I wondered if we couldn't figure out a, a way to provide a, a free series of emails to them on a semi-regular basis that would encourage them and make suggestions and so on uh, so that they could feel like somebody else is in the trenches in, with them absolutely yeah? we can okay good i'll let you do that <laughs> good oh that was the best part I just of my committed day that that, hundred thousand people. it's the best part of my day right there <laughs> um, okay so let's talk about taking a break that's not that is not the manager tools the career tools way we believe that work is noble and that doing good work is good and yet we know that sometimes you can try to be productive and actually work against yourself yeah. so
1: Okay. So if you've been, like I just said, if you've been looking for six months, you can just become consumed by the job search.
0: Six months is when you think long-term a little bit?
1: Yeah, six months is my kind of definition of long-term. Okay. But, yeah, I would buddy.
0: have said a little longer, but, but okay. Let's, let's, let's take, for the purpose of this cast, six months. Yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: Um, and, and, uh,
0: and by the way, to be clear, we're talking about somebody who's unemployed. Yes. We're not talking about, one of the things Career Tools is very forthright about is, guys, you can start your search long before you're unemployed. The best time to get a new job is when you already have one. And I know too many people who begin to see stirrings at their company or discomfort on their own part. And they don't realize, you know, gosh darn it, get your resume ready. Gosh darn it, warm up your network. We have casts about warming up your network. And, And do the search now. In the last six to nine months, you're going to be employed. And then make the decision after you've had one, two, three, four offers. I know that sounds overly optimistic, folks, but far better to be looking at where you are and, and, and being where you are and being employed and, then, and thinking that could be better. Uh, I would even say to some people if you're certain you're going to lose your job in three months and you're certain of it and you have two offers and neither one of them is distinctly better and maybe one of them is even a little less good than what you have it doesn't even matter. You're not comparing it to what you have. You're comparing it to nothing. nothing at all in 90 days uh-huh. and I'm amazed that people oh no I need something much better. Well There's going to be a lot of things much better than nothing at all in four months in that situation. So, again, six months unemployment. Now we're thinking long term job search, and that's where the first bit of guidance comes in. Yeah. Good. Okay. So
1: you can feel like you've been looking every day it's the only thing you think about you're worried about money constantly you're worried about supporting your family you if you're doing something else if you're you know playing with the kids or whatever you can think i really should be job searching and when you're job searching you're thinking i should be more successful and we worry about our family and our social standing and what our friends think about whether we can pay the bills so taking a break is important to kind of reset your reset your brain just like stop and think. Give yourself a vacation. Even if you're unemployed, just take two days so you have a long weekend off. If you're still working, give yourself a whole week. Like, have a week of vacation. Pile up all your job search materials. Put them in a box. Put the emails in a folder. Don't look at them. Turn off your computer, apart from computer games and fun stuff. Take the kids to the park make a meal, go for a walk, sleep, find a project, do anything but think about your job search. And, the movies. And when
0: your spouse says, you know, are you not looking or whatever, you say, you know, I'm not thinking about that yeah. right now. I'm, I'm not. A break. Yeah. There's a lot of science which suggests that focusing on something that's not going well, um, if, if you truly have been in the weeds, working hard for months and months and months and months, uh, you've probably reduced your ability to be effective, and you're spending a lot of time spinning your wheels. And, and, and that's been my experience as well, working with people, when you ask them questions about how they're doing, the, the answers you get are are vague, they're mm-hmm. they're not clear, and you say, well, tell me about your, your list. What list? I said, well, three or four months ago you had a list of people you're calling. Oh yeah, I worked my way through that. Well, okay, but tell me about it. Have you re- reached out to those people again? I have a friend who's in sales, and and um, she says, you know what? I call people every three or four weeks. Now, it's a different situation, but fundamentally. It's the same I mean, one. It's, it's, it's the <laughs> same one. It's a sales. It just occurred to me, I want to go back to something else you said, which is about you're worried about money. You know, folks, we do have a career tools cast, which says, um, have six months saved up. If you're listening to us right now and you have a job, um, you know, this, this cast is going to be delivered for the first time in 2013. If you've had a job for the last five years, or even if you haven't, but if you're hat, if you're employed right now, Um, and you worried about the economy and what it was going to do to you in the last five years, Um, now is the time to start living not just within your means, but more than within your means so that you have means left over and salted away and have six months saved up. I promise you the things you give up in the next year or two as you build toward that six-month cushion, you will forget the taste of those those restaurant dinners you had out and you will forget the not $100 you spent on each one, the $100 less you spent on you spend on each one of your kids at Christmas time. And you will forget uh, the difference in the hotel room prices by choosing a cheaper hotel if you go on vacation. And you will forget buying Starbucks rather than just drinking regular at-home coffee, uh, which can be a lot less expensive. All those things will begin to add up. Um, and when you have six months money in the bank, you reduce the fear That so many people, so debilitates so many people when they do a search. And I have to say, if someone is without any reserve, you could almost say their long term job search thing begins to get to them in three months. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Whereas if you have a reserve, it can go much longer. You Mm -hmm. can go much longer before you begin to feel the worry. That worry about money, that pressure, particularly if you're the breadwinner, and, um, you know, I've had many cases where people say this put a strain on my marriage. that's, that's not a good time to have a strain on one's, on one's relationship with one's spouse. Oh. Okay?
1: Okay, so we promise that if you take a two-day break, nothing will be lost. You can listen to your voicemails and if it's urgent, get back to the person, but just, if not, yeah. leave it till after your vacation.
0: I'll share a personal story. When I got fired, people ask me all the time, how'd you get into this business? Well, I got fired. Um, it always feels like it feels like, I think when people ask me that, it feels like the joke about the prostitute. How does a nice girl like you end up <laughs> like this, right? Um, and and uh, I remember very clearly being fired, and, and about 15 seconds later, after I was fired, going, oh, I'm okay. Um, it was, I think I've told this story before about uh, Indiana Jones and in the movie Raiders of the Lost Ark when they were in Kathmandu or Nepal or whatever, and um, the bar fight happens, and... The bad guys get the drop on Indy, and the the gun goes off, and Indy grabs his chest, looks down as if to see a a bloom of of, uh, blood on his shirt, and he feels around in his chest, and doesn't feel anything, and he looks up, and the bad guy's been shot by Karen Allen, his girlfriend, and that's what it's like to be fired. You feel, I've shot, I'm going to die, and then you realize, no, actually, I'm okay, and I got fired, and I went home that morning, and I was never home at 8.30 in the morning. Uh, My wife was at home and um, she says, my God, what are you doing here? I said, I got fired. And she said, oh my God, what are we gonna do? And folks, let me just tell you that the right answer is not what what I gave, because of course my wife was asking about the strategic implications for our family's well-being. But what I said was, well, I don't know about you, but I'm gonna get a cup of coffee. Um, This is (laughs) not humorous to a spouse whose other spouse has been uh, fired. Um, for actually doing good things, but just in disagreement with the boss. And and uh, I, I remember feeling very comfortable on the 10-minute drive home I had, realizing we've got money, we'll be okay. And basically the reason we had money was we have been saving up. And I can remember very clearly not having a worry in the world about my ability to do a job search because of the money. If I had been fired and I didn't have money to make the rent at the end of the month, I suspect my sang would have been enormously affected by that so Absolutely. But I take it from me we don't just make recommendations that work for us but when we live our own recommendations folks we share them with you and that happened to me yeah. okay so point two gather everything all up
1: yes yeah, so we're, we're gonna, once we've re- renewed our energy physical and mental energy we're gonna create a fresh start with the job search that helps mm-hmm. um, just put you in a different mental place and it and it won't guarantee that it causes a shift in your search. It's not magic, but it might make you feel different. I and that a, comes yeah, across differently. Yeah,
0: I actually had a boss who said, look, um, there are times when, I found he, he, this was a, a technical guy, he says, I'm on a long-term project. There are times when I feel like it's been a month and nothing's happened. He says, I sweep all my stuff onto the desk, off the desk, into a box. I put it in a box. Uh, I take it home with me that night. I don't do anything with it. I bring it into the office the next morning. He says, I clear off my project table. He had a conference room table, a small little meeting table actually in his office. And he took it all off his desk and put it on the conference table, sat down with it all. Sometimes he invited people in like his team. Uh, I was invited in a couple of times, other times not. And he just sat down and opened up, looked fresh at every paper in whatever order it was in the box. And he, he tried to reinvigorate the work. He said it totally made him feel fresh. Uh, and when, when you shared this cash, I was like, oh, gosh. Yeah, absolutely. There are times when I take stuff out of my briefcase. It's been in my briefcase for three weeks. And I realize, okay, I have to do this differently. So I take, I take all the staples out, take all the paper clips off, take all the binder clips off, put it in a big pile, and I just throw it in a gigantic sort of magazine box i have that sits in my office and i go through stuff and read stuff randomly and go okay now i remember what i'm supposed to be doing and i've, I've got more creativity
1: mm-hmm. i told somebody the other day i'm the touchy feely one of uh, of um <laughs> manager tools i told guy <laughs>
0: called
1: scott who i talked to in the, in the uk i'm the i'm the one and i would say feng shui would say it's the clearing of the energy but
0: Feng shui and clearing of energy. Yeah, that's wow. very touchy.
1: That's, that's very two way out for that's, that's a little
0: 2 way out for, <laughs> for Mike and I, I think, a little bit. But, Indeed. But everything <laughs> in its place, that's okay. Okay, but what about the stuff the, that you can't physically touch, emails? Okay,
1: so emails. So find all the emails you've sent and received um, about your search, gather up all the website uh, let's addresses. Let's go back just a
0: little bit. I bet there are people right now hearing, uh, find all the uh, emails. How, how do I how do i find those well first of all of course folks let's let's remind you that you're not using your corporate email address no,
1: for, for your right. job search
0: although we're in the middle of looking for somebody right now and we get emails from people's yep from people's company address mm-hmm. they send us the resume from their company address and then then we tell them no and what i'm privately thinking is i'm not telling you no because you did that i'm telling you no because anybody who doesn't know that isn't smart enough to work for me um but if you're using a personal email address, guys, I got to tell you, I know a number of people who have three email addresses. The address they may very well share with their spouse. Of mm-hmm. course, their work address. And then they have their job search address. Yeah. And it's, it's different, but it's very easy. The only things that go in there are job search stuff. And now you've got it all.
1: Yeah, definitely, I do that. So gather up all the website email addresses you've been looking at, put them in one bookmark folder.
0: Bookmark folder, good. Okay. Um,
1: Put all the versions of your resume in one folder in your computer with your career management document, any other documentation. Find your printer paper, the envelopes and stamps, and put them together. Create a job search runway in one place in your house, preferably not on the dining room table. What do
0: you you mean by runway? I I think that's a a British phrase.
1: A runway is the last place you go before you end, leave the house. It's similar to the place where you put your keys and your wallet and your British? phone. Ah, uh, I don't think so. It's no, just a thing. No, really.
0: I've never heard of it.
1: Oh, okay, a runway. So, okay. so it's it's talking about these are the things that are leaving the house. These are the things, and it's just putting all the things okay. together that 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 belong together and help uh-huh. that helps you. Okay. And in my in my office, I have the envelopes and the stamps together. Is and then it's, it's one walk across the other side of the office ah, instead of okay. finding them in five different places. Okay, good. So, and I would recommend that you put the stuff that you you're working on, the job search stuff, in one place and somewhere where you can shut it away for the day. So don't leave it on the dining room table so that every time you walk past it, oh, you yeah. see it.
0: Oh, we've, we could talk about this for half an hour. The number of executives and managers I've coached and I've said, you gotta start cleaning off your desk every day. You walk in here, you walk back to your desk and it assaults you mentally. You go, oh, there's all this stuff I've not done and yeah. I'm just behind and everything else. No, nope. box it up, close yeah. it up. And I wouldn't say, the, you know, I wouldn't say that a, a clean desk is some holy grail, but I absolutely believe that that taking over your dining room table, because this is a big family project, and leaving it sitting there is not a good thing. I remember in the movie uh, Castaway with Tom Hanks, the the experience of him going into the living room and finding all the maps and, and his ex-girlfriend's very debilitating. I think for yeah. people when when it's been a long time, it becomes a sense of dread of walking into the dining room where the table is, where even if it's just a card table filled with all of your stuff, box it up. Agree. And,
1: and not only for you, but also for all of your family. Yeah.
0: So it's a place where you can work easily, but also a place where you can shut it down.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And okay. uh, lots of, I, if you look on Pinterest or on the internet, there's lots of people that use Closets. And they just put some shelves in, mm-hmm. open the doors, you can work under the desk, mm-hmm. and then you can shut it away. So if you're or, lacking space... Or
0: you put it in a couple of boxes, and you bring the box to the dining room table, you work, and then you put it back in the box, yep. and you put it away. That'll work. I, I think that in the beginning, we would encourage you, if you want to work twenty, you know, 18, 16 hours a day on your search, fine. The idea, though, that in six months, you're still going to be working that many hours a day, you're wasting your time. You're going to grind your, your brain to mush.
1: Absolutely. It's
0: not going to be helpful. Um So be willing to put it away. Good. Our
1: next recommendation is create a tracking system. So if you don't already have one, create a tracking system. What's your
0: percentage? Wild guess. I've got a number. You give me your number. Percentage of people who have a tracking system. If they've lost their job and they've started to think about the job search of the people that we know or the the, the professionals that you work with, all the people who work that you know in Latin, all the years you've been recruiting and hiring and so on. What percentage of people have a tracking system?
1: That's up to date? Probably twenty percent.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say fifteen. So okay. Yeah. Which is bad.
1: Mental. It's mental. <laughs> mental. It's
0: mental. It's not just bad, it's mental. It's okay. It's
1: mental. Your job set is your professional work for the time that you're that you're unemployed and and you would not, not have a tracking system at work. And part of part of it is being able to track things and being able to have a conversation when somebody says hi it's Rob from Hayes you actually remember who Rob from Hayes yeah. is and what you were talking to him about about and part of it is keeping your skills up in terms of being able to track work and tasks
0: mm-hmm. okay okay um,
1: so we've included with this cast an excel document it's um we'll make it available to everybody
0: okay it's not going to be licensee material no the the show notes will be available licensees but if you but if you're doing a job search we'll make that available to everybody absolutely
1: and it's the one i used when i was looking for a job and i've left all of my data on it there's no surely before
0: we hired you right you weren't looking for a job when i
1: was fired when you and i first spoke that's right um so i've left all my data on it so that you can see how it works and at a minimum you want to be tracking Logging the roles you've applied for, the details, the conversations that you're having about them, and you need to know your successes and your failures.
0: Yeah. Here's something interesting. It just occurred to me. You got fired. I, I, I said, hey, let me see if I can help. And we spent some time on the phone, which scared the bejesus out of you, <laughs> unbeknownst to me at the time. You, you had already been a part of our community. I had already been impressed and expressed my respect for your skills in terms of career management and hiring and recruiting and interviewing and so on. Did you have thoughts at the time that someday you could see yourself working with us, or that would be really cool? Did you think that? Is it, was it in your head at all? No, not at all. No, not at all. No. And yet you're here now. Yeah. And we were on the list. Yeah, now, of course, you went somewhere else, right? Yeah. Yeah? But it wasn't even on the list, right? Nope. Yeah. Folks, the idea that you're going to predict your career, is the, 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 the chance that you're going to accurately predict your career is zero. Mm-hmm. It's not even marginally zero. Yeah. it's zero. <laughs> and um, if you if you if you only go to a couple of digits uh, beyond the decimal point, then the chances of, of you being able to accurately predict your career path is zero. However, the chance that you predict that you can create the future that you want in the next three to six to nine months can absolutely be determined by the, by the effort you put in and the organization you bring and the attitude you bring to the search. And I tell people all the time, I'm going to get a sense of your well-being, which I would describe as attitude. I'm going to get a sense of how organized you are, and I'm going to get a sense of your effort. If I understand those three things and you're maxing out all three of those things, I don't even worry about you. It, the people I worry about that are, I talk to at one or two months and they say, hey, can you help me? I worry that they're going to be here in six months when... Mm-hmm. I don't feel the attitude's all that good. The organization is not that great. I ask a couple of questions, and, I, and they say things like, well, hold on, let me, let me look for that. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. No, you should be able to know that. You've only been searching for two months. It's not like you have 7,000 contacts in there. Um, and then effort. I'm amazed at the number of people who cannot tell me, guys, look, if you're if if you're looking for a job, this is a sales job, okay? You may not like sales, and I'm always amused by that. okay, sure, yeah, you're not in a persuasive role at all. You never have to talk to convince other people of your point of view. This is a sales job, and I can tell you there is no sales professional worth his or her salt who doesn't have access, doesn't know how many calls they made, doesn't know how many outreaches they have. It's as simple as that and and yet we talk to people. This is, yeah, I know it's a sales job, but I don't like sales. So, and I ask them, how many calls did you make today? What do you mean? Like, how many phone calls did you make to people about, uh, I don't know. How can you not know? No. It, it's like playing in a now. game and not knowing the score. I mean, there's a, a trivia question, which is give me, you know, tell me the, the one sport where you can watch and no one knows the score until the game is over. And the answer is boxing. Too many people approach their job search as boxing, it's a competition, it's a pugilistic competition, and I'm going to know the score when I get an offer or when I don't. No, you keep score every inning. You keep score of how many calls you made, how many emails you sent, how many email responses you got back. If you send six weeks worth of emails and you get no responses, your emails are wrong and you need to change them. And I, I'm amazed by this. And, and this is why I think the interviewing series does so well. I just got a note today from Rich Rue about somebody said to him, yeah, hey, I tried their interviewing series. That stuff really works. And and I'm amazed at the number of people who, who know that this is coming, know that this transition period is coming, fear this six-month period, and don't do anything to prepare for. And guys, I got to tell you, if you don't buy insurance on your house and if you don't have a fire extinguisher in your kitchen and, and you leave flammable things around in terms of popping off to your boss and so on, if your house burns down, we'll do our best to help you, but it's your fault, okay? And and there are some simple things you can do. And, sorry. Out of my high horse there for a minute, okay? <laughs>
1: That's okay.
0: So you've left the information in the, in the, in the, in the document. Just so to that, give yeah.
1: some understanding of yeah. what I was doing at the time and, and the, the different kind of pieces of information that I was logging, okay. so that will Good. help. And later on, when we get to chapter two or three, we're going to tell you to up the number of applications you make significantly, yeah. and you are going to need a tracking system to yeah. keep those jobs straight.
0: We're talking not three or four or five a day, right? We're talking talking
1: 10 to 15 a day. Good.
0: And in a week, that means maybe 75 in a week, and that's too many to keep in mind. Yeah, plus conversations. Now, this is where the point I was getting at about the boxing match. Analyze your Your results. results.
1: Okay, so yeah, once you've got everything organized, look at your results. And there's some relatively obvious, there's some questions that I always ask people that are really obvious conclusions. If you're not getting interviews, it's either your resume is bad or you're applying for the wrong roles
0: well some people would say let me challenge that some people say no it's the economy and and the answer of course i'll just i'll make it easy for you i'll answer my own question well but everybody else is in the economy right and their people are getting hired and there is no sense blaming your situation on outside agencies that will then suggest that every child that every person born it's all genetics it's all nature it's not nurture so why bother parenting right it's all going to be genetics anyway no the the assumption about career searches is about job searches is everything that happens is a function of you the moment you stop believing that you'll start changing for the negative you'll start believing behaving that you've lost it right that some it's going to be randomness that causes you to have Mm -hmm. happen what needs to be happen and and you know luck is where Opportunity, luck is the residue of design. You're going to get lucky the harder you work. Okay? Absolutely. So, you're either, either your resume is bad, which is true of how many resumes we got in our search, every <laughs> okay. single one, right? Or you're applying for the wrong roles. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, what, about, what about somebody who's not getting past the first interview?
1: So, that's your interview preparation. Yeah. Almost certainly. It's the way you're, where you're interviewing. Yeah? Otherwise, if you were getting, if you're getting, you were second, but we chose someone else try and work out what you haven't got and get that that's the most difficult place to be to 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 have come second a number of times but you can go back through um, the job description, and just think about what what you might have been missing, yeah. or your interview preparation, where you might be able yeah. to improve that. Uh,
0: I would say that's too hard for us to analyze in in the in, yeah. the in the abstract. But I can say this: we don't we don't plug our products very much for the interview. But but if you if you're getting second a lot. It's probably because you're right for the job and you're being out-interviewed. You're being out-wowed at the last stage and you need some help on preparation. And that would be the interviewing series. I have to tell you, if you're getting interviews and you're almost getting offers, but they're telling you you were a close second, you're okay. You're going to be fine, right? Yeah, maybe you could tweak things a little bit. And again, I would recommend the interviewing series. It's far more likely if you're in a long-term job search. The issue is... You've got a bad resume, and mm-hmm. so you're not getting any interviews at all. Or if you're not getting past the first interview, it's because you're not prepared. And, and even if you don't buy the interview series from us, there's all kinds of ways to prepare for interviews. It's not rocket science. Yeah. yeah. Okay? <laughs> what about somebody who's been unemployed for a while, but they don't have but four or five lines on their spreadsheet filled out as, once they start okay. getting organized?
1: You, we're going to be really harsh now. You're not working hard enough. You can tell us that there aren't any jobs in your town or your industry is Ugh. dying or you're not paying enough. But the truth is those circumstances aren't going to change. And if your situation is going to change, you are going to have to think differently. I
0: know it sounds really corny, but if it is to be, it is up to me. right? And when people tell me, oh, there are no jobs in my town, okay, move. Yeah, or, look somewhere or else. Or drive a long way to work. Or no. if your industry is dying... Good choice. Change your industry. Well, I don't know what industry. Then randomly apply. Take some action. Move in some direction. Do something. And if, if you need help, send us an email and we'll try to make some suggestions. Please don't send us your resume and ask us to rewrite your resume. Please don't send us your resume and say, what do you think of it? Because we promised most cases we'll say, It's terrible, and frankly, that's why our cast is called, the resume cast is called Your Resume Stinks. Listen to the resume cast. It's free, and change your resume. And unless you're 50 years old and an executive, your resume needs to be one page. So if you're wondering why your five-page resume with all this detail isn't getting what you want, it's because you have a crap resume because it's five pages long. And if your friends are telling you that they have multiple-page resumes, ask them how often they've used it, and... Ask them whether or not they've ever been paid a dime to consult with somebody about recruiting or hiring, or whether or not they've ever reviewed thousands of resumes and know what recruiters look for. And the answer is, my my favorite one is, well, my uncle works for the railroad. He's been employed a long time, and he says... You know, this is the way resumes should be. You definitely need references on the bottom. People tell me that all the time. Oh, what about my references? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Your references with LinkedIn and Facebook, you're still clinging to the idea that there are references on resumes? You know what references were for, folks? References were for the, the elite white class of the world keeping people who weren't friends of theirs out of the jobs they had open. You had to have references. You couldn't be just anybody. It wasn't a true meritocracy. You couldn't be the top kid in your class. It didn't do any good unless you knew people. They wanted references to keep you out, to to say, you're not like us. You don't look like us. You don't sound like us. You're not from the same part of the country. You're not from the school I went to. It's shocking that people still have references on their resume today. Okay. Not that I feel strongly about this.
1: (laughs) No, clearly.
0: (laughs) Okay. And and I think there's a fair percentage. I'd be willing to bet of of the people who go through and create this document that we're talking about using the one that we're going to share with them, uh, I'd be willing to bet that 20%, roughly the same Mm -hmm. guess as you had about the number who had it, 20% will have less than 10 lines on it. And they'll be thinking, but these are only the 10 companies I want to go to work for. Mm -hmm. Folks, if there are only 10 companies you want to go to work for and you're in a narrow niche, for instance then six months may not be too long a job search. It may take you a year or two. And we would suggest it'd be much easier for you to get hired by that company if you had a different job and you were employed and then you would make them a target and while you were employed, you'd go after them. Think hundreds of job possibilities.
1: One of the tabs on the the, uh, spreadsheet is, I can't remember what I called it, but I started with the Fortune 100 companies and I started at A, and I looked at their, I looked at their website and said, "Is there any sites? Are there any jobs that I could apply for?" And I think I got to about C before I found a job. Other than that, but that's how hard you have to be working. Yeah.
0: Yep. Okay. Um, Good. Okay. Commit to a plan. I suspect there are a lot of people who say, "Well, I feel pretty committed." Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, but you've got to have a plan. So you've got to have worked out what the problem is. So either you're not applying enough, or you're applying for the wrong things, or your resume is wrong, or you're not prepared enough for your interviews. Um, and then you can do something about those. So you can right. listen to all our resume casts and rework your resume. You can practice interviewing with a friend. You can video yourself. You can make more calls. You can work on a network. Talk to more recruiters. Start at the top yeah, of the Fortune like 100, said. which I just said. Take some action. Nothing will happen if you sit on your sofa wishing for change.
0: Yeah, if wishes were horses, beggars would ride. I'll tell you a great action. If you don't know what your problem is, go to our forums it's free. If you're not already a member, I think you have to put in your email address or whatever. We're not going to bombard you with emails and you get a chance to, to ask a question and ask the question, say the, the first line of it should be, uh, please help me understand what what my weakness might be why am I not getting opportunities to interview or job offers and then say and here's my background Don't tell a long story and then ask the question at the end because the managers we have on the forums are busy people But but we've got hundreds of managers in the forums every day It's the second most frequently visited part of our website after the homepage, and people are willing to help and if you ask why am I not getting further along in my job search? And then explain to them your situation. Um, people will be m- very interested in helping. And they'll probably come to the, recommend some of the conclusions we already have. And, and that's a good action step. It's a start. Yeah. And I'd be willing to bet you'll have five answers within 24 hours.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Good. Okay. And the last point we wanted to make was about keeping yourself well. Yes. Okay.
1: So you can say the Latin part for me.
0: Minsana in sana.
1: Indeed, which yeah. means a healthy mind in a healthy body. I learned
0: that at the academy, actually. Okay. Yes. So. They made us get up at five in the morning, so we would have a healthy body. And <laughs> then they made us go to class all day, so we would ruin our minds. No, I'm kidding.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so one suggestion, work your job search from nine to one. Work your job search, that means not goofing off and reading Reddit, that means actually working, making calls and looking at jobs and so on. And then have a break and work from two till four and then go do something else. Help the kids with their homework, help coach their sports teams, coach somebody else's kids' sports teams. Work in the yard, go to a free event, read a book over a black coffee in Starbucks. It doesn't have to cost very much, but do something and do all the things that you wished you could do when you had a job. All the, if only I had time things. Like, mm-hmm. go to the movies in the afternoon when it's cheaper and there's nobody there. Right. Um,
0: and that would be made easier if you knew you had six months worth of income saved absolutely. up, by the way. Yeah. yeah.
1: And try and make some of those things outside of the house things, because my mother says fresh air is good for you.
0: Yeah, your mother says it, but no, that's, it's not just your mother. That's a <laughs> fundamental... Human, Every doctor will tell you that being outside, vitamin D from the sun, fresh air, there's, there's studies which show pretty conclusively, I believe, now that kids living in large cities tend to get asthma more easily. Because the way you develop a normal, healthy life is you get exposed to antigens and pollens and so on in small enough doses, your body develops... Immunity to those things, and if you're not exposed to them, then when you go to them later in your life, and they overwhelm you, and you haven't developed the antigen for it, you've got a problem. And and yes, getting out is a good. Thing. Yeah. yeah, I read
1: something recently that babies in Norway are put outside in their yeah, in their, their prams. Yeah. until it's minus ten yeah and then they they're all they're bundled
0: up they yeah. have they oh, I've seen this before and and the parents say we wouldn't want them in the coffee shop it's loud it's noisy <laughs> and they're sleeping and they're fine and look they're all bundled up and and they're breathing absolutely fresh fresh air yeah exactly not the rebreathed air not the carbon mon- carbon dioxide heavy air that's in a smaller room that's designed to stay warm yeah absolutely and, yeah. and they're lined up right outside yeah. I mean, they're lined up right outside yeah. the coffee shop It was
1: very cute. Yeah. To try yeah. so. and the other thing the other great thing about outside your house is there's other people out there yeah. and you could talk to them and yeah. in, put them in your network and that will help you that too.
0: might be a bridge too far for some of us but yes. we can smile at them we can, and yeah. be polite absolutely yes. good yeah well, hopefully this helped I mean this is a more of a holistic cast for us we we haven't gotten into too much psychoanalysis here the fact is though folks it may very well happen to you. And I hope if you've listened and you have a job right now, you've listened for a couple of things you can do to help a friend who's in this situation. And if you know somebody like this, pick up the phone and say, dude, you need to listen to this cast. Or send them an email or a text message and say, listen to this cast. And remember, take a break. You know, get, get away from it for a bit, for a day or two. Uh, gather your information. Cr- get that tracking system. We've shared with you a document. You don't have to create it. You don't have to wonder what's supposed to be in it. Wendy's sharing you hers. Okay. Uh, analyze your results. What have you been good at? Where are you, where is it breaking down for you? And then analyze how you can change that step in the process. Commit to a plan and then ultimately keep yourself well. Awesome. That long term, that six months or nine months, or however long it is, it's taking a toll and Action, activity is almost always better when things take a toll. And staying well is a good long-term strategy, in our in our opinion. Okay, that's okay. it.
1: Great. Totally Thanks, fun. everybody. Bye, everyone.
0: Thanks, everybody. It's another week of Career Tools. Stick with us. More to come next week. Until then, have a good one.